Stick it, Mickey. <laughs> Matt, I'm still doing the jump over the bench thing. Oh, yeah. That's a fun one, huh? You know, it is. It is not. And it doesn't. I've been, I've been on this workout for a couple of weeks now, but it's still, uh, every time I do it, 20 back and forth, I'm like, you should buy like 14, 16. I'm like, ah, I'm going to clip my foot and fall. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that means you're probably at a good level. You want to just get to that point of like, oh God, oh God, this is tough. And then like a couple more reps. Yeah. Right. Cause I do it in the rotation of, th- you know, like I do the set three times, mm-hmm. but by- that third set after you do the jumping over thing, it's like we're gonna, we're gonna plop down for a minute, catch our breath, <laughs> control our heartbeat. Probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember to breathe, man. Yeah. Sometimes, well, especially I have like four clients that are eighty now, and boy, do we have some long ass rest breaks where we're just talking. Yeah, I'm so bad about that. Uh, but you know, you kick, you know, you find the right level, and it's like you can justify that. But it's like, you also got to just give people a good experience so they keep coming back to the gym. Yeah. I also think, I don't know if I told you this shit, like part of the warm-up is just like kicking your foot back and like grabbing it and then like mm-hmm. walking up and down. For uh-huh. whatever reason, my right foot, I can kick back and catch it, no problem. My left foot is, or my left leg is just a struggle. Oh, really? Is yeah. it the coordination of catching it, the balance? I think, like, look, I'll show the you, Mobility. Right? Like with the right foot, right? I can just go, right? Stretch uh-huh. out. This one's just tougher. I mean, I could do it, but I don't know why. I see that, yeah. 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 Quad and IT band, man. What's that, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, this one, I can just flip up, and this one, I'm always like, ah, like yeah, I can get it's it. It's right there. You see it hook, like, right when you're like this. Yeah. Then you see it. Does, where did, does it feel tight somewhere when you do that, or no? Because uh, it looks like. Honestly, I think it feels tight. Yeah, it looks right, right on your quad right here yeah. and your IT band right there. That's what it looks like to me. I don't know. PT Cobb in the house. Yeah, dude. After, dude, you do pick up a few things like watching, like, I don't know, just watching my dad do it forever. Because he would always comment when we're out places, like, if someone's walking weird or something, he'll be like, see that guy's hip or see that guy's knee. And you, like, look and you're like, oh, yeah. like, But that's how he views the world, you know? Yeah. Just through the eyes of, like, what are people. Uh, remember, open that thing up and turn those down. No, I already did that. Oh. <laughs> Come on, Ted. He's ready to rock and roll. He is. Cobb, you ready? See, that's why you don't have a suit on. He's got a suit on. He's got a tie. He knows what he's doing back there. This could be the last Lee podcast ever. Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tits. Starring the tits. Start. The. Starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The. Podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Woo! The podcast episode two forty one. What's up, with your boy the Ted Smith? I'll be host of this here podcast, greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, to the left of me, actually, he's to the right of me. He's always here unless he's somewhere in Southeast Asia riding around on two wheels. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Foreign markets stable today. As Trump announced plans to reach a cra- trade agreement with China in the next ninety days. In local markets, Amazon, Microsoft, and shares the podcast picking up a few points this morning as all three CEOs met to address the East Side Decepticon issue as we head into winter. Is the platinum blonde an invasive species? We'll find out at six thirty. <laughs> and I'm due for a Decepticon. 
Uh, <laughs> you and me both, brother. <laughs> right. Back there on the wheels of steel, get the studio set up. And I will say this, too, also looking very much like the CEO today, Matt Comer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm excited. Got the Mopop Founders Award dinner tonight. Uh, it's always a good time. Is this you the know. dinner you go to with your dad where there's always, like, ridiculous famous people there? Yes. All right. Yes. There was, uh, yeah, they just honor people that are rock and roll icons and uh, a lot of current and, um, you know, reigning rock heavyweights are known to make appearances. So, uh, yeah, it's always cool. They just have, like, star-studded, like, tribute shows, basically. Like like I said, people from, I mean, I've, seen, I've met both members of Nirvana there that are still alive and, like, you know, Jerry Cantrell came from Soundgarden. All these people have, like, gone to just play covers of the the artists that they're honoring. So it's been uh, The Doors and Joe Walsh and Jimmy Page in years past, and this year it's John Fogarty. So pretty pumped. Damn. But, yeah, I got to look sharp. There's, like, fucking billionaires in that room. Why do I feel like I'm about to get fired from a job I don't even have? Because you never see me dressed like this. <laughs> Ever like outside of right like a wedding or a funeral? It's like what's he doing in the tie? Yeah. Also, when you see a guy with the with a the the uh, suit and the slicked back hair, but with a beard, you feel like that guy's like the cut man. Like he comes in to like make cuts and like you know slim uh, down the budget. Right. He's like the the axe man. He's the I was to say or like the fixer. Yeah. The dude. Thank you. Yeah. That's like he looks like the fixer, like young aggressive business tycoon guy with the beard. Who's like I set I play by my own rules. Drinking a beer right now. What is, I mean, this, business. Host- what is this, a hostile takeover? No, it's just a takeover. <laughs> no reason for you to be hostile about it. Like, wh- what? Wait a minute. Do I uh, still work here? You do not. <laughs> uh, also, I would say uh, uh, happy birthday, Matt. Thank you. Yeah, man. That was a good one. Where are you at now? 32. 32. Damn, yeah. Daniel. Crazy. Getting up there. It was so cool to be there with Jesse, who are all of our friends, whose birthday is December 1st. He lives on a sailboat we were walking down to his sailboat, smoking a bowl on the last minute of his birthday. So like we started the bowl, it's his birthday, and I'm 31. And by the time we finished it, I was 32, and it was my birthday. That was pretty tight. <laughs> yeah, so it was, that was just like a cool crossover birthday moment that like, I don't is, that, know. is that legal? Is that international waters? Maritime law? <laughs> oh, I think we were still on land. We were walking down. <laughs> I was joking. Legal. I don't You're know how it works. Anyway. I don't know how it works. <laughs> pretty sure boats and weed just uh, go together. Yeah, I was going to say. Th- sailboats, sure. especially. Power boats have cocaine. <laughs> you know, like yachts and stuff. Cocaine. Yeah. Sailboat. Weed. Cocaine. Women in bikinis. A lot, lot of beers. Yeah. yeah. Not Jesse and Jamie. Another friend of mine had a sailboat. And one time we were sailing around just like with this little engine or their little engine through Elliott Bay. And it was Seafair Weekend. So, right? So I have a, there's a bowl just sitting on like the steering mass or whatever. So like we go down and we get kind of close to like some of the warships and all of a sudden here comes a little, uh, the boat with the 50 cal on it in the Coast Guard. (laughs) And he's like, ah, he's like, ah, they're not coming for us. You're fine. I was like, I think they're coming for us. And then finally they're like within 20 yards and he's like, put the bowl away, dude. (laughs) And I like grab it and put it in my pocket. And then it's weird. The guy's just like, what are you guys doing so close to the boats? And we're just standing. And there's just a dude. Like 19 on the 50 cal, just kind of looking at us. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, damn. I was picturing you just being like, that ah, international waters. Let's <laughs> fucking wait. Apparently, you can get too close. <laughs> damn it. I'm sorry. Right? 
Oh, so wait, what boats were you getting close to that they were? The, they had like the, the, the U.S. Military Navy bo- military oh, yeah, boats. Dude. So we were like, let's just buzz by them and check them out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Coast Guard was not too happy with us. Well, that's like the one time they get to get called into action, you know? So they're just like hot to do something. Yeah. Like the, um, the police at my, at my school were the same way. Like they never get any action. Over in Chestnut all, Hills? Yeah, they're all like ex-Navy SEAL guys and stuff. So when something goes on, they're just like super overly excited and aggressive. You know the term 2-5? No. Have we talked about this? Well, can you use it in, a, in context? Like 2-5, like 2-5, 2 5 is here. So the same way you would yell 5-0, mm-hmm. I had a buddy that was like, uh, like a, not, a, not a police officer on campus, but like, you know, like the students that help out with security. So he said whenever they would walk by all the dorms, people would yell 2-5 because they're half cops. <laughs> Nice and condescending. <laughs> right? like but he said you would just see people yelling in out the door rooms like two five, two five. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah, I love that too. I love just little like I don't know, little pieces of like culture like that. I don't know like the right term, but like little little idiosyncrasies of like human nature. That people are like, we want to burn like we want to get back at this guy, but like without anything that we can be called out on, you know? So yeah. Just like just subtly dissing him, but also letting people know. Yeah. That's like, I'll, uh, I'll keep his name out of this, but uh, <laughs> Cobb, you know this person. I know this person very well. We may have been at a tailgate, may have been the University of Michigan versus UConn. All right. This is years ago, right? And as we're walking in, I yell something like, oh, yeah, it's great to be, you know, hey, I think the women's basketball game is that way, right? UConn's great at women's basketball. And this girl turns around and goes, there's nothing wrong with being good at women's basketball. And this other person fires back. Yeah, it's like having a great personality. <laughs> I was like, ruthless. Ruthless. <laughs> and quick. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Yeah, and she knew it too, right? <laughs> yeah, she found argument that over. Relatable. Argument, right. <laughs> Way too relatable. I'm just like, damn. <laughs> like, it took me a minute to be like, funny, but that's a D-head thing to say. <laughs> too real, bro. Too real. Uh, let's see. Uh, reminder, this uh, upcoming Saturday, December 8th, we'll be down at the Forum in Tacoma from 4 to 8 p.m. Uh, Steve Miggs is still questionable. I think he has something to do with his wife. Glenn Cannon, of course, said, yes, he'll come. Glenn, of course, has a show. I was talking to him today, and I said, yeah, me and Matt knew you'd say yes, but we also knew you had a show <laughs> so I don't, from the Migs cast. I, but I will say this. The Reverend Fuego from the Migs cast, well, of course, BJ Migs, too. Yes. He will be there. And, uh, you know, I forget that Michelle, his wife, listens to the podcast. So I told him they're not necessary, but I think the chanting work, there might be an appearance by the USA. 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 So good. <laughs> They are. We so all good. stopped in unison there, and nobody like put a hand up or like a little signal. That was that was good. Yeah, I also feel like I should probably call the forum and make sure it's okay that we bring in outside food. <laughs> Someone actually hit me up on Twitter asking about that, so maybe we'll tweet it out if you if you hear. Yeah, I feel like bringing in desserts is cool. I'd say like Michelle might bring the eggs, but like other than that, I wouldn't I wouldn't bring extra stuff. Right. Yeah. Uh, Thank you though. Okay. Cool. Did, hope that guy heard that. I'll tell him on Twitter later. Yeah. Easier that way. Just make sure you get some message. And I'll yeah. just say this. If you're on the fence, come hang with us. It's a damn good time. We don't really do anything. We all just kind of stand around and, and BS, but I don't know, man. I, was just I look that- forward to it, honestly, every year. And I know like some people are kind of on the fence. Like, It's f***ing fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have a really good time. I know. Like, there's I just, no, like, well, yeah. I don't know. 
I've just grown to in today's uh, divisive times. I've grown to just appreciate the idea of people coming together, whether that's for sporting events or concerts or even church. I don't. It's just good to see anything so that brings people together, right? So it's really good to be a part of it and be be throwing something that accomplishes that. Um, so yeah, come on down. We'd love to see it. Does I that saw, make you podcast Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw Bacon last week at our uh, black party. As I was leaving, he was like, "Sorry, man, I didn't mean that one email to get you guys in trouble." And I was like, "People don't know you're black." I was like, "Just." I gotta go, but like we'll we'll talk about this in the podcast. <laughs> we party. will discuss this bacon. <laughs> I was like, we'll have four hours. We'll have time. <laughs> uh, also, uh, I just say thank you to anybody that claim out, came, mm, claim out that came out to the Benjamin Black release party. That was a fun time. Uh, what else? You know, it's a good time. Good to see everybody. And you're right. This is always a fun party again. Uh, Saturday night, the forum, four to eight p.m. Uh, yeah, Rev will be there, and it's just like I say, we'll take like a group picture. I was like, I don't think we, it's free. We even give time. a speech. Yeah, like I'll I'll buy some. I'll pre buy a some. speech. Let's say I don't think I've ever given a speech or nothing. I think we just no. take like a group picture. Yeah, yeah. Usually just hanging. Yeah, that's closest thing to a speech. Everybody, come on in here. Yeah, right. Like somebody you know, give my phone. Let's take a picture. Yeah, it's fun, man. Yeah, it's always a good time. And you know what else too? Like I like uh, our podcast brings together. I'd say an interesting group, but generally most people in that group are very nice and like yeah. You know, like it's not like uh, sometimes on social media and just in person, people's always people are always arguing. There might be there's certainly people that come to our podcast that listen to it that have differing opinions, but nobody's really an a hole about it. Yeah, and I'm pro differing opinions. What I like that's about how I it, became friends with George. Yeah, dude, I know. And now cherished friend. I know it seems weird. We used to just call him the Black Republican. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean that's how he signed his emails. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, man. I nothing to add. Back to the theory, and I'm pushing this hard now that I am deep cover. Uh, might be going out with some people from the State Department tonight. Just throwing that out there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, they call. They they actually want to see me face to face. So the real question is like, are you so deep cover that they want that because we started to suspect it, they now want you to throw it in our face to throw us off the scent, or is it that you're? Deep cover, but you're not that good at it. And so now you're telling us when you're hanging out with these people. Man. Well, I'm not sure. I'm just telling you I had the invite. So does this make would this make you like a like a three five or a four five, like not an official cop, or is the State Department way beyond the cop level? Yeah. Come on. Are you serious? Nine five. <laughs> right. Plus four pennies. Right. <laughs> I'm an eight fiver. Eight fiver. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I don't worry about petty stuff, right? I'm on a high level. No, but I've been watching more of the Mayans MC and this and that. And I just, like, literally, like, were folks, you the one telling me you didn't like that show? It was too much, but now I'm back in. <laughs> Dude, you were like, and like, I just legit have a you buddy. You said like three minutes when we were with your mom and be like, it's too much. It's all too much. Well, I kind of got back into it. And then legit, I just have a buddy that works for the State Department. <laughs> it, sounded, it sounded cool. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to meet him later. But it's got me back into these weird, like, yeah, I have to make the drop-offs, give the tapes, get all Dude, the info. That's I've been doing that. see you with a hand, uh, suitcase handcuffed to your wrist. Yeah. I watched, I've been watching Sneaky Pete. It's on Amazon. And it's like uh, Giovanni Ribisi, that's how you say it, I think. Oh, um, yeah. And Brian Cranston's in it. Or the first season. It's called Sneaky Pete. Yeah. It's also a nickname for my buddy Matty C. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah, been... He's a con man, and like so, there and everybody's con people. It's like I call it sneaky everyone. It's just this crazy like web of lies and confusion. But so I've been like joking around about running cons with Tyler, <laughs> just like 
about randomly, but like they cleared out the fridge, and so there's a bunch of leftover Tupperware, and I grabbed all the stuff that was mine. But there was two that I weren't sure of, but I grabbed them anyway, and I just called it a con. <laughs> like my adrenaline's pumping as I walk out of the thing. I can't get spotted with this with this grocery bag. Uh, so if anyone works here, and those are your red Rubbermaids, I have them. But. Technically, that's not a con. That's just stealing. Felt like a con to me, Ted. A con would mean like you convince somebody out of them. Mm. They need active deception, not passive. It, it felt like a con. Do they have red tops or are they red overall? No, just red tops. Oh, Ted, man. We should put up some wanted posters. I can almost guarantee you who those are. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> They've been there for like a week and a half. It yeah, doesn't yeah. make them yours, man. Yeah. I just know somebody that uses a lot Did of- Did you just look at them? Yeah. Because I have, I have a couple Tupperware containers in my house <laughs> that I've just kept from the same person. <laughs> that person's very good about taking theirs home every night. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And like I said, they've been there for like a week and a half. It didn't feel very... It's like, I'm sure they're going to get thrown away at some point. You're like the Christopher Columbus of Tupperware. <laughs> yeah, somebody else is already here. They own it. But hey, I discovered it. I wasn't I, sure, I planted man. the east side flag. This I wasn't is my Tupperware. sure. I just decided like... You know my what? grocery bag. It's two pieces of Tupperware. I mean, you walk out with them tonight, you're the fixer. Nobody's going to question you. <laughs> he seriously, dude, is. Like, I still feel like I'm getting fired. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Cobb and I have a personal friend who for years has been against pineapple on pizza. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, he has a tattoo of it. Uh, but he's been on this kick for years. And then the last like two or three years, it turned into this massive thing, right? Pineapple on pizza, blah, blah, blah. I like pineapple on pizza. I get some people don't. But at the end, it seemed like a dumb, stupid argument to me. Is it's like, who, who cares, man? It's your pizza. Put whatever you want on it. So now I'm caught up in this whole Die Hard thing. And I'm like, does anybody care? You're like, is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? And it's like, like it takes place at Christmas. I don't know that it's a Christmas movie. If you want to make it Christmas, I'm just like, does anybody really give a shit? What genre? I have not seen it, which I know. You've never seen Die Hard? Never I know. Hard. You know I was going to yell at you I like also that. haven't seen uh, Police Academy. Apparently that's a big series. Someone was just, oh, yeah, yesterday I had the same conversation. Like, you haven't seen Police Academy? It's There's the guy from Police Academy. But um, what I was going to say is, it, what genre is it? Action. Action okay, thriller. Action, yeah. action thriller. It's Ooh. honestly, die, the original Die Hard is a great movie. Yeah. Like that's overall. That's the one I've seen. Okay, then Tim Allen, that Christmas movie that he did, uh, the Santa, Santa, Claus. Santa Claus. Okay, would you consider that action or comedy? Action. I consider that a holiday movie. Okay, but for genre, the genre is holiday. Yes, holiday movies are like there's some humor, there's some warmth, and it's just like a yeah, yeah like good festive Lamp- time. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is just a Christmas movie, like Elf, uh, which Elf. I've never seen. Yeah, bad Santa. I mean, bad Santa is more of a com- dark comedy, but still, yeah. like they're they're specifically Christmas. Whereas Die Hard, the whole thing takes place on Christmas Eve, right, or or the day before Christmas. But it's not. That's the him being there is the only reason that Christmas is really involved in it. Is anything relating to Christmas stories or traditions a key plot piece in the movie? Negative. Like they're not like running through a St. Macy's Day parade on Thanksgiving or something. No, no, That'd no. be a make it a Thanksgiving. It's movie. literally he's out there to see his kids. He's a New York cop. He's in LA to see his kids. Then he goes by the building his wife works at for a Christmas party. And then these terrorists are in there and they're stealing stuff. Is he out there to see his kids for Christmas? Correct. Is he wearing Christmas clothes in any of this? No. 
That's what I'm saying. His reason yeah. for being there is is Christmas related. But other than that, no, the movie's just an action movie. Like there's explosions. Did the cop or did the robbers make any like weird holiday references? No, the biggest reference from it is Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Yep. Yeah, but that yeah. Oh, that's what that movie's from. Yeah, definitely heard that. Yeah. Wait, but isn't the, the full one Yippee I O Kaye, motherfucker? Or is that is that not the same? Now I think Yippee it's just Kaye. Yippee Kaye. All right. I'm positive. It's my buddy James. I've had probably been misquoting that for years. A Christmas sweater the other day that said, Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. And he's <laughs> like, it's a Christmas movie. This is how it all started. I said, James, I don't know if it's a Christmas movie or not, but I do like your sweater. But then yeah. I going back to this is just like the pineapple on pizza thing. Like, does it matter? Well, like, does, I mean, I know overall, but like people aren't really getting upset about this stuff. Like, Barnsley always did the pineapple things. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, exactly. He also hates the pizza me, you, and Dunk get on New Year's Day with the potato on it. I mean, I also hate pineapple pizza for what it's worth. I just, like, you know, don't go around town advertising it. But hot pineapple, disgusting. Hmm. And it's like hot juice. It's a divisive. It's because I of guess, the juice, right? That's considered condiment. Juice is what I love. Top, it's a divisive topping in the same way that, like, some mustards are divisive. It's not a condiment. If uh, anything, topping. I would say topping. it's a, an accoutrement. Accoutrement. To the uh, pizza. And we got to learn French. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like sushi, right? Most people think, they can, I don't like raw fish. And it's like the raw fish, again, is an accoutrement to the sushi. Sushi itself is the roll and the rice. Hmm. Did not know that. Mm-hmm. That's why you eat nigiri or sashimi if you want just raw fish. Oh, shout out. Yeah. I got just dropping knowledge bombs. Ohio gozaimasu. <laughs> Very well, Ted-san. <laughs> Still gonna get fired though. Yeah, I know we are. <laughs> I've been uh, standing this whole time. Yeah, to be, I know. just to make you uncomfortable. Uh, what else? Earlier today, we—I don't know if, you, if 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 Matt's got that on the beginning. You heard us talking about kicking legs up and stuff, and Cobb's like, "Oh yeah, like this is hurting or whatever." So Mikel Feltz, who played at the University of Washington, also a Dematha grad, was the number one draft pick a year ago. So then he's had a lot of trouble with his with his jump shot. Last year, he barely played. And then this year, they just shut him down again, and they're saying he's got some weird thing in his shoulder. I, a lot of people just think he has a weird hiccup. He's got, like, the yips, and it's in his brain. So I was watching him shoot his normal jump shot over a year and a half ago, and every time he shoots it, for some reason, he kind of, like, kicks up his left leg, too. And people are like, that's a weird tick, or this or that. And he's having trouble making baskets is the issue, or it's hurting him? It's just his form. Right, he, but, I mean, he, but he function was, over form, though, like, is he making baskets, buckets, or no? Like, why is he pulled? Because he just doesn't look right, and I don't know how to explain it. So that's why now, today, they said, all right, it's, a, it's an actual physical thing. But I, and look, I love the kid. He's a Dematha guy. But I, I agree with a lot of people, too. I almost think it's in his head now. It's Neurological. Yeah, like somebody told him to change his shot or this or that. And oh, you're saying conscious. Oh, I thought you were saying like a brain damage type scenario. I thought you were saying no, no, no. he got like maybe he hurt his leg in a game and then it, he couldn't do his tick anymore and that threw off his whole rhythm. No, I think somebody just messed with his jump shot. I mean, he was the oh. number one draft pick and then they messed with his shot so much and then they didn't start. And there was just this weirdness. Like the Sixers would be like, yeah, he's fine. He's just not going to play for a while. He's not going to play. So it was really? just, it was very odd. Wow. Yeah, but Did I mean, it's guaranteed money. Oh yeah, good. He's nice. the number one pick. And that's the thing. If, I mean, basketball draft is completely different than NFL draft, right? Yeah. If you're in the basketball draft and you go the first round, especially if you're a lottery pick, it's guaranteed you got a great deal. And those guys, there's only two rounds, I think, in basketball, so everybody stays. Mm. Whereas, like the NFL, and also, you know what? As long as we're on the topic of salaries, why do people always pick on the NFL guys when they talk about spoiled athletes that make too much? 
They make the least out of yep. any of the top four leagues, even though their huh. league makes the most. I can tell you exactly why. They make more why. than hockey players. What's that? They make more than hockey players. Yeah. NFL players? Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. The top players? Bullshit. Yeah. Google it right now. Per, I'm on per it. year? Yes. Like a top QB versus the top center or, or Sidney Crosby. Hockey players sign $80, $100 million contracts. But they're longer terms. And they also have guaranteed money. But, any, but NFL players will sign a $100 million deal for four years. And maybe get 20 of it guaranteed. Yeah, hockey players aren't always fully guaranteed, though, either. All right. I there's, a, base, there's a lot of like, baseball hockey players. And, hockey and NFL are the two where it's like these guys are playing the most physical sports and they're both getting paid the least. Cobb, what do you got? Well, okay, so what do you guys want to take this on? Are you saying the average salary or the top salaries? What do you, what's your guys' disagreement? I mean, I think overall it's going to be both. I would, I would. So you would say both the average and the top salary are higher in the NFL than the NHL. Is that correct. right? Correct. Matt, what's your? I would say the NHL is or the NFL is higher in both of those. Okay, so I'm seeing the average NFL salary is 1.9 million. This is in 2010 numbers. The average NHL salary was 2.4 million in huh. 2011. Um, I'm not seeing what was the, oh, the top salaries. Like they don't have on here. So that's what I got for you. Dang, NBA 5.15, MLB 3.4. So NFL would be the lowest out of the those four. The lowest average. That's what I'm telling you, dude. Must like, be because they have all the they have the that well, they have some so, so many, many players. players on the roster. Yeah. And they, the the, the and they have the worst sixty two guys. And they have the worst deal. Near, they do have a they have the worst deal, deal yeah, and their totally. players never save a dime. And then every time they, they have a chance to stand up for themselves, they fold. Because uh, too many NFL guys live uh, you know, just check to check. Yeah. Dude, so can I tell you my theory on why that is? Yeah. Wait, so what was your your original I just thing? Don't notice, people always go NFL athletes oh, are rich spoiled, right. and I'm like, why don't we ever say that about right, baseball cause, players? Because like or Earl Thomas basketball. was holding out or whatever. Nope. I'll tell you why it is. It's because Base, basketball players don't wear a helmet when they compete. And let me explain that because they have they. I, I think I want to say Vegas nightclubs call it helmet syndrome or something like that. All right, I know about helmet syndrome for the football guys. Yeah, so when they go out, like no one knows what they look like, and so they have to like show off and spend a bunch of money and be big and flashy and be like, oh, that guy's on the Cleveland Browns or whatever. Versus like you know if man, what a dated reference. I can't think of any current basketball players who are big. Um, LeBron James Carmelo Anthony goes out people are like dude that's Carmelo Anthony he's not in the league right now really? Yeah. He's, he's on the bench or he's just sitting out right now oh okay well, how yeah. about James Harden? everyone knows what LeBron looks like you know what James Harden CP3 right but like I could name some NFL players maybe not me Ted could name some NFL players that you have definitely heard of that you definitely would not recognize in a mall ha ha Clinton Dix yeah I wouldn't recognize I just him just know him for his name I mean look I'll be dead honest with you Patrick, what's his name Patrick Mahomes from Kansas City yeah I, he took off his helmet in the third game of the year, and I went, "Oh my god, he's a he's a black dude." See, and that's, <laughs> I I just thought I just honestly I just I, I had no ideas. I hadn't seen him without his helmet and like his face and his hair. And I was like, "Oh my god, I I know." I don't know why. Real, Patrick's a pretty historically white name. Patrick Ewing. Good point. I'm just being a smart ass man. Okay, two things. One, why is it all about race for you tonight, Ted? And two, 
which we, we can dive into later. But two, um, wow. so that's what I'm saying is like there's so many players in the league and they no one knows what they look like. So when they go out, like they become known for just like stunting out in like Miami nightclubs, Vegas, like, you know, Chicago, wherever. Because if you're on the Browns, no one knows what you look like. But if you're on the Chicago Bulls, like everywhere you go, women and, you know, whatever, well, just throwing themselves and there, out. And it goes the other way. Back when uh, the Seahawks were doing their thing in the, in the Super Bowl and stuff, I remember seeing multiple things. I think one of them was one of my friends. But, like, you just see it on, like, Reddit or whatever where people would see a black dude with dreads and think it was Marshawn Lynch yes. or think it was Richard Sherman. And it yeah. was definitely not when they post these pictures. And, mm-hmm. like, yeah, just getting getting roasted online for it. It was yeah. pretty hilarious. Ultimately, it's yeah. people's <laughs> desire for significance. That's my case. So you think it's because they go out and, like, stunt in the club? That's why everybody gets on them? That's why they become known for, like, because you were saying that why is the NFL, why do people always focus on the NFL for, like, uh, spoiled athletes? Yeah. Right? And it's because when they're out, they end up looking like spoiled athletes regularly because they're either, like, new to the roster, which there's going to be dozens of guys every year instead of NBA. It's going to be a couple per team, right? So they're new to the roster, and, like, no one knows what they look like, so they have to show off and, and spend money and stuff. I think they want to be recognized, and so they spend to make up for that. I also wonder sometimes, too, like, why people don't take those same shots at actors. <laughs> like whenever yeah. athletes, like, for some reason, like, actors make an S-ton more. They live in... I mean, not even mansions. I mean, they live in palace estates in Malibu and stuff. But, like, I just feel like it's always like, well, the athletes are spoiled. It's like, I don't know. At least least Tom Cruise earns it. He does his own stunts. I'm blown away by how many people take (laughs) actors' opinions on world issues. Like, oh, well, what does (laughs) Charlize Theron think we should do in this trade deal? And it's like, (laughs) what? Like, who, who is asking Leonardo DiCaprio, like, what the, the we should do politically? What's Charlize Theron up to? She was, like, one of my favorites yeah, in the Italian know. job. Like, one of the hottest girls in a movie I've ever seen. But you know what I'm saying? Like, they get quoted regularly and stuff. And oh, it's yeah. like, are these prolific people? Like, they're good at acting like someone else. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm a fan of actors and actresses, but it seems weird the degree to which their opinion is praised. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, and I think part of that's us living in it. There's typically, uh, they're typically liberal views, and we're in a particularly liberal part of the country. And sometimes you just hear uh, of like people in other parts of the country referring to like Hollywood liberals and whatnot. So, what about uh, the Braveheart that, dude, Mel Gibson? People yeah. take his Mel Gibson. I think once he went off on his wife, once those voicemails, but surfaced, there's plenty of actors on, on the right to too. I mean, uh, that's what I was gonna say. Is I, I don't what's feel his like name? It. Clint Eastwood. Uh-huh. Right, he gave that awkward speech at the convention one year yeah. with the chair and stuff. So I mean, I, I think for some reason people just think of actors as being smarter than athletes. That's well, fair. yeah, I don't yeah. think we should take athletes' yeah. opinions on a lot of that stuff either. Yeah, I mean, I also think sometimes people just have a platform to say something because I think the whole argument of like an athlete yep. should shut up and play. Like I always say. But somebody talks to me that I know, I don't know, like I have a buddy that's a roofer. I don't go, just shut up and roof. Yeah, dude, I'm pro athletes saying whatever they like. What I'm saying is like as a society, like, you know, I think the shut up and play thing is just weird. Like, no, they should be able to have their opinion. You're right. They have a platform. But I'm surprised that the people who you would think would have a platform like Nobel laureates, award-winning scientists, research, behavioral researchers, whatever, like – we never hear from those people. And not like, oh, this person has four PhDs. Like, all right, what do you have to say about climate change, dog? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it'll be like, you know, um, what's that chick from um, uh, the tall block? Cameron Diaz says climate change is not real. And yeah. they're like, oh, guess it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, that's the thing, too, I always try to remind people. Never forget, in the United States of America, our news is based on ratings. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they're, they're, they are not there. And I, get, I have no issue with people wanting to be newsmen and stuff. But unless you seek out some real news, like, generally, your, your local whatever, like, they need ratings. So they're not, like, frankly, most people don't give a shit about the guy from Harvard that can tell you what actually is happening. It's, it's You'll show on, some actor. It's on us as media consumers to, like, know that they're based on ratings. If it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. I mean, we live in the attention economy. But the thing is, even if people know that something's messed up, they've shown over time that it will slowly warp their opinion. Yeah, I believe that. I've been watching a lot of conservative YouTube videos, and I can see, like, like on certain points being pulled that direction over, like, in aggregate. I also read a thing, I read a thing yeah. the other day was talking about, like, and not just conservatives, but, like, really Trump people. And it's like they... They don't honestly believe a lot of the stuff they're saying, but there's this new thing where it's like they'll say shocking stuff just to get a rise out of somebody like me or, or a liberal. And it's like, that's OK now. And then, up, But yeah. if you question them on it, like you don't honestly believe that. They're like, well, no, like I, I do think the world is round. Right. I'm but just like, trolling you. Right. Like, and the world's not 4chan, you fucking idiots. Yeah, Sorry. but that's like a big thing. And don't get me wrong. The left does it as well. Right. That's True. why. That's why Absolutely. generally. It's a kind of bad on both sides. I mean, like, like, right? What was on both extremes? Yeah, like I read a thing the other day where a guy, he was he was announcing a college basketball game and off. He thought the mic was off. All he said was, like, that guy would just dribble with his head down into a double team, right? He's just it wasn't on the air. It was during, a, but he's just kind of giving his announcement. And they suspended the dude, and they were like, what? "Oh, you were like, yeah, like you were talking about." It's like. Dude, he's talking about basketball. It's not his fault if the kid's an idiot. Yeah, you hired him to talk about basketball. See, that's the kind of stuff. Dude, okay, so to bring this full circle, that's what I was talking about when you were calling for the head of the director or whatever it is at Maryland is I was like, people have these like reactions that it's like, so I guess that's a little bit different. I was going to say, again, again, I don't want to hear that comparison either because now I'm talking about a kid that died and parents that never get to see a son again. Right, and so, so what I'm saying, yeah, as I said, it was the same. It's 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 significantly different in scale and intensity. Um, but what I mean is like the dean or the director, whoever you were calling for, like he didn't. He's never probably never met the kid. He wasn't at the practice. He did like he ha- he he hired a football coach and then went about his deanly duties. Right. So like disciplining him some way, maybe coach sure should be fired. But then to like to fire that guy who wasn't even involved in the situation, it's like well he lost control. It's like. He probably doesn't give a shit about football. Like he's probably focused on, you know, their like college admission scores and, you know, their budget and their groundskeeping and their new classrooms they're building and the donors and what you know what I mean? So he's got like a lot of things going on. But I guess so it's it's not that similar. The basketball thing is just insane. But for yeah. him to get suspect I guess the extreme reaction is where I draw the parallel. Yeah, yeah. I got that. It's been a rough it's been a rough go for Maryland. We got a new coach though. I like him. Hell yeah. But yeah, uh, that's crazy. They had a meningitis outbreak. They had oh, like wow. Four students die a couple weeks ago. It has not been good times at College Park. There, news media is so fast to suspend people in general for like, like what was uh, the Kelly something? Oh, man. God, I wish I knew somebody. It's like some blonde conservative talk show host. Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly. Name. What was that I whole thing? I don't she know. Did I have no idea. People. I just saw her name trending on Twitter and people being upset about it on Facebook. Oh, she was just defending blackface and kind of told people, get over it. Like, it used oh. to be, this is what Halloween used to be and people used to do it. It's like... like she, she just, was fired, right? Sounds about right. Yeah. And then 
Yeah, hey, you okay. got to keep in mind, Megyn Kelly also came from Fox News, where she went on an entire rant that was like, Santa Claus is white! It's like, Santa Claus ain't f***ing real, jackass. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then, like, number Actually. two, right? Like, why does it bug you if black kids think the black Santa, that Santa's black? Why would you care if a Mexican th- kid thinks Mex- the Santa's Mexican? Like, yeah. this has, n- like, so... And what gives you the right to decide? Right, so she has a history of this <laughs> stuff. So then when you're on NBC defending blackface, like, we all... That's the other thing, too. It's like, we all agreed, like, 80 or 90 years ago that this was racist. But why? So that's the kind of stuff where, like, like, sorry, Megan Kelly. Like, and by the way, I don't give two shits that she lost her job. She's got paid out like thirty some mil. Yeah. She made a huge cra- cash grab, and she'll be back. And there's another one on deck, and that stupid uh, Tommy Laren or Tone Tony, whatever. Oh yeah. And then Context behind call. behind is, her is Ann Coulter out of the mix now. Skeletor? Did she, no, yeah, she, did still she destroy up, her career? Or she's she still, still up there. Stuff? And then they have the other one, Britt Brit McHenry, McHenry. I don't know who that I is. but She was a same thing, blonde. I mean, she was a very attractive soccer player that was doing uh, stuff in D.C. on sports stuff. Hmm. Then she was on ESPN, and she parked illegally, and her car got towed. So then she went to the tow yard, and there was this famous rant of her like calling the woman a fat bitch, and you oh, don't know what you're doing, oh, and blah, blah, like blah. I... Like, just evil stuff i mean so that's yeah, like, it's like some dark shit that's the thing yeah, it's like it's like I, I always mention when i get on these tirades too like bill maher like bill maher is clearly a democrat he's a swarmy jackass yeah he's a little tough right? to handle. yeah I, I can't handle him either so some of these people too i think are just assholes like right or left yeah i've like actually Brent mchenry is one of those people weirdly i've heard the same thing about ellen but on the show, she's great. And I've heard behind closed doors, like everyone, our staff is scared of her. People don't talk to her. Yep. She won't talk to anyone, whatever. But the thing, so I think it takes a little bit of that sort of like uh, in, on some level that like sociopathic, you know, wherever you are on that slider, um, you have to be like somewhat out for yourself to end up in a self-important job like that on that extreme. Cause those people sacrifice everything else in their life. To, I mean, if you're a nighttime talk show host, like even like Conan or something like that is your entire life. That is all you do all yeah. the time. But so I guess what I take issue with is not making Kelly getting fired. Who cares? Fuck that bitch. Sorry. You gotta believe me. But, um, the, the like instant extreme reaction in like the first three days after something happens on anything now versus like, all right, like let's take this in context. They say, you know, two hundred thousand words on TV a year. Like ten of those words, you know, yeah, that's I, a pretty I mean, reasable. Look, I, we got to get moving. I don't want to go Sorry. too far down this wormhole again. But also, we got to be careful because there's certain things we should be outraged about that totally. we're not. Totally right. Totally. Like I will just remind everybody again. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like the Nazis got the power and we're like, all right, we're going to execute all the Jews. Like it was a slow thing that took time. Yep. That's Dude, true. Both sides are calling the other side Nazis now. It's crazy. There's I don't a know difference. What... There's Nazis on their side that run over people. That's a huge difference. No, I, I'm just calling. I'm not. Yeah, I know. I get it. I, I'm sorry. Just... I don't mean. I'm just saying like when they, you know, like I'll take the Democrats are all going to be the snowflakes. Like you guys have Nazis on your side. Real Nazis. Yeah. The whole thing. I don't know. The, the, the other thing I wonder about is, is this all manufactured by a government that wants us to focus on dividing ding, ding, and ding. fracturing and fighting each other rather than realizing how bad the American proletariat was by a government that threw him overboard 20 years ago? That's really the question. I, I Look, I, I don't disagree with you, right? It's all about money at the end of the day. Like if you if you're not power. if you're not in the one percent, like you haven't been making more money. None, none of this stuff has really helped you. But one thing I won't stand for is just blatant racism and dump yeah. like the Nazi stuff. Like, get real. You can't do that stuff in Germany. It's illegal. That's how bad it was. Right. Well, and even not even and even like lacking basic uh, decency. You know, 
on like yeah. some of these interactions. It's like, well, I don't agree with their political views, so I can't treat them like a human. And it's like, all right, man, like then we're not going to get anywhere. You right. Know? So, and that is not the, your enemy. That's your neighbor. Right. And some of the stuff, right? Like I could see it on both sides. Some of the stuff that goes on in Portland's a little wild too on the left. But yeah. here's my mm-hmm. point. If you in 20, I don't care what year it is. After 1945, if you walk around with swastika or any Nazi insignia on you or on your person or whatever, like you like you're a piece of shit. you deserve to get punched. Well, in the swastika, I believe originally was a Buddhist symbol the the end mm-hmm. of a, the hammer or something like that. But I think it's flipped the other direction. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I wish I could just pull all those facts right out of my head. I don't know. But yeah, I believe it was a Buddhist originally. But yeah, I'm with you, man. It's like some things are just too, man, I hate to put a, put a barrier on humor, but some things are a little too intense to be, you know, taken lightly and joked about, I would say. Yeah. Really hate to limit humor though, but it's, you know, there's some truth to it. With all that said, the conversation will be free flowing. <laughs> Saturday, Friday. Four Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. Have a couple shots and then see what we're really like. <laughs> we should drink, we should drink some fireball. Will you do one with me before we show up? Yeah. All right. Hell yeah. I mean, it's like it's like I said. What was that? Like after the election, when the one guy got punched, I just like, look, if you judge me on punching Nazis, I'm fine. That's cool. You're like, I don't like Ted Smith. He thinks it's okay to punch Nazis. Like, I'll die on that sword, dude. This is one of those things where I hope, like, through basically like an episode of Seinfeld, where I hope through like some crazy circumstance, you end up like having that belief tested in front of everyone. Like, some like someone comes to the podcast party or something, and like you're put on the spot where you have to either like lay out a giant dude or back up that belief. Well, he's like, damn. Like, it'd be like, it would happen to George. I'm going to punch them all. I'm just saying, if somebody else does, I'm fine with it. No, I'm saying that's when you're like, I would die on that that hill, you know? And so it just, it would be something like that happens to George, where all of a sudden it's like, there's a Nazi. It's him and me on stage. Like, I got to punch him. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Uh, He's got that new power from Osa. I don't even want to say his name. You've been lifting. Throw that right cross. Step into it. Good catch. Yeah. It's all all in the hips. You got a couple emails. Uh, yeah, um, uh, mostly related to the party. Uh, hello to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the land. land. Hey, guys. It's Albino Matt. This is an odd email, and if you don't want to read it on air, that's fine. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> Maybe just skip it? Um, um, if I think anybody I- wants to carpool from up north... Uh, Email us and I will hook you up. Uh, Albino Matt could use some help with a ride. He lives in Snohomish. That's what I got for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you know Matt, hit him up. Sorry, Matt. I I, I can't. I can't. I... Yeah, if someone emails, I'll, I'll forward it over to Matt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, keeping this short. I don't, I don't know that I could do that. <laughs> keeping this short and non-political since this is right before the get-together. Uh, so not a good idea to start World War Three on the Grace Podcast on land. All the land. Uh, cop topic one. What works with women? It's fairly simple. Love yourself. Work on and value who and what you are, and you will not only drive those away. Oh, wait, sorry. You will not only drive away those that don't value you, but draw in those who do, let alone making you a better person overall. Best of both worlds on the same coin. Don't value them beyond what value they present you and communicate that with them. Holding them accountable for their actions and how they affect you will garner more respect than just being nice and will help you both in the long run. In short, ethics is a relationship. Treat others with the same consideration they treat you. To that, I would add um, honesty and communication are very important. Cop topic two, what makes you appreciate the Christmas season? Honestly, it's the cold. Despite my genetics, I like the cold. But aside from that, I like how the cold brings people together to not only bring each other comfort and company, but actual generosity as well. 
that, and honestly, the worst among us end up suffering in the cold. It might sound horrible saying that, but given my experience among them, I feel no sympathy. Uh, cheers, and see you at the forum. Hopefully not the great western one that I grew up nearby. Bacon. So, when Gretzky break Gordie Howe's record there. Most goals in his career. Is that the L.A. forum? Great western forum, yeah. Oh, I thought it was just the L.A. forum. It is now, because Great Western Bank I don't think is even a thing anymore. Oh, all right. Yeah. Just want to let you guys know that I love the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. I like it when you guys do the real-life hard-hitting episodes. Keep up the good work. Oh, Was that nice. real-life and hard-hitting there? <laughs> Greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. You guys seem to have a good amount of knowledge of my hometown of Rochester. Part of oh. that I would attribute to Thrill Stories. If any of the three of you are interested in coming out here, I'd love to show you around and go to the Genesee Brew House. Side note, how do you gentlemen feel about hard cider? Respectfully, Corey. Corey, also, the men's room's been on in Rochester for a few years now at nighttime. Uh, I love ciders. Ciders are one of my favorite things to drink in the world. The only reason I know anything about Rochester is a friend of mine, um, one of my roommates from college's older brother played soccer there, and we went on a road trip to 11 colleges in 12 days, and that was one of the ones we stopped at, and I had an awesome time. Yeah. And he puked in the bathroom of the place that has the garbage plates. Yeah, I was going to say, what's it, something... Is it something Tots or Fred Tots or something? I don't know. But the garbage plate is like famous up there. And then. Oh, yeah. And they have like a burger patty on it and stuff. You yeah. say what's in it? No, no, no. But I think the place is called like something Tots or something. I know the garbage plate is like French fries, tater tots, like ground beef or like it, it's a whole thing. I mean, it's a garbage plate. But then also my cousin Tom drinks more Genesee than anybody I've ever known. So that's why I know it's in <laughs> yeah. Rochester. I'm like, you got to go to the, the Mecca. Nick Tauhau Hots. I don't know that yeah. that's the top dog. Yeah, I don't. Know. I feel like that might be the one that kind of started it. Yep, or whatever. I think so. But it's a it's a huge deal up there. There's a place in Seattle now that has them. Oh yeah, that's the spot. But because it's a place in Seattle, it probably costs like eighteen dollars for a garbage plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, absurdity. Uh, that's it. I think that's yeah. That's a good place to stop. What's up, man? Hey, what's good? What's happening? Uh, before we get to what's happening, hey, what's good? What's happening? Check out what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's happening? Uh, before we get to what's happening, hey, what's good? What's happening? Check out what's happening. Well, uh, shout out to Henry who stopped me on my way home from the Ballard Farmers Market on Sunday. Who listens because his friend Dewan Guy, who's emailed in many times, told him to. So I just thought that was really cool. Got recognized by my voice, which doesn't happen all the time. But whenever it's like people just hear me running my mouth, I forget what I was talking about. It was something ridiculous with Tyler too. But uh, yeah, that was cool. That was uh, Sunday, which is my birthday. He didn't wish me a happy birthday, which I thought was kind of a dick move, but I didn't tell him. So <laughs> fair enough. Um, and yeah, I just thought that was cool. People were like spreading the word, you know, like it was, oh damn, this guy recognized me by my voice. I love when that happens. But also like props to Dewan Guy for letting the people know. Yeah, man. Uh, for sure. So yeah, I thought that was really cool. Like I said, the, Sunday was my birthday. We went to the farmer's market, watched the Hawks, took a nap, like didn't do a ton, watched some Sneaky Pete. Um, Saturday, we went to Pike Place Market uh, to get some lunch and see my friend Erica Pop, P-A-U-P. Uh, if you look Poppy Studio up on 
Instagram or Facebook. She or Poppy Art. She just is a local artist and had a pop up shop uh, at Free People right there above Pike Place. So we. Oh, my ex definitely loved that place. Oh, really? Free People. Yeah. So that was my first time Ooh. in there. Started by the same people who started Urban Outfitters. No the kidding. Husband, wife. I want to say. All right. He would know that. <laughs> is um, that weird to say? No, no, you would. It's one of the things you, yeah, I mean, it's not all looks, although, okay, so one other thing that happened this weekend, uh, well, after Pike Place, we went to Jesse's birthday party, which is at Rubens in Ballard, Mm -hmm. Um, and then Josh, Lance, and Lauren, Lance's daughter, and I, and my girlfriend, obviously, went to, back to our place, and then we walked over to get dinner at the High Life, which is a restaurant that used to be a firehouse, so it was fitting that we took Lance there. Um, nice. Somewhere along the way, I showed Josh my new wallet, and which I just thought was funny, and just like you, you knew that about the the people that started Urban Outfitters and Free People, and it's like Cobb's just a really well rounded guy, but you're also really good looking. And when I first switched over to this like minimalist RFID blocking wallet, Ted was like, "Yeah, man. I mean, like I'd see you with that binder clip for years, but like you're not Cobb. I don't know if you could really be pulling that off." <laughs> <laughs> not not me personally, but like in social situations, on a first date, if I pull that out, the reaction is probably going to be different than if you do, based really? just on looks alone. No, I mean, do you feel like women appreciate like a thick, a literally thick wallet? No, not at all. I think it looks ridiculous. Yeah. Wait, so why? Ted thinks it looks ridiculous, but you can pull it off because you're good looking. Wait, yeah, you're saying the thin one looks ridiculous? No, no the, the clip. Well, you were just using a clip, clip for Oh, it was a, literally a binder yeah, clip. Yeah, so I was like, I got that move get away you. with that. I don't, like, I wouldn't try to pull that one off. The broccoli rubber band went well for a while, too. <laughs> yeah. What are you on now? I have just like a little, like, neoprene sleeve. Thing. Oh, a real wallet? Oh, no, wow. it's just like a, I don't okay. know. It's just a woven sleeve. Yeah. Thing. I can see that. I don't know if it's real. Well, I don't know what makes them a real wallet. Yeah. Well, I got, I don't know. Hold your <laughs> I got pa- right. I got paranoid about RFID stuff when I went to Amsterdam because they like tell you to get RFID blocking stuff to hold your documents. And I was all paranoid about it going over to Europe and like Josh and Tyler and everyone was busting my balls because they're like, you know, people have that technology in Seattle too. <laughs> and you're just carrying all your cards around unprotected. And then I was telling Josh like, I got this because it's RFID protecting, so I can't get just ripped off if I'm walking down the street. Someone can't come put a thing up to my wallet and have all my information. He's like, yeah, because I know someone that that happened to. <laughs> he didn't. Oh, he was yeah. just All right, I got to be honest with you. I've been going in circles with my mom when she was out here visiting because she keeps every card in a different compartment. And, and I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, people are going to walk by and wand that thing and take all my info. And I'm like... Dude, just put your put your shit in one wallet. <laughs> yeah, and even so, I mean, even if they did, like the the credit card companies, I mean, they're so all over that because they're losing so much money from it that one, like they refund your account immediately and reimburse you. Like two, they pursue that person intensely, and you don't have to do shit. Like, I don't know. Sorry. Three, they're gonna catch it really quick. Yeah, they yeah. catch they catch like same day because yeah. the person goes and tries to make like eighty withdrawals. You're gonna get. I mean, not if you do it, the it's transaction fi- and you're gonna get a text. Yeah, yeah, if you do it, it's fine. Just for my mom, it takes. And she's got everything. To do. She can never find anything. So finally, I was just like, put it all in the same place, dude. That's a great example of what I mean by things 
slowly shifting your paradigm. So something like that. I've noticed my parents getting more scared too in general, and it's because sometimes they watch the news. They know that the news is super unbiased and super ridiculous, but you hear about enough- Unbiased? Super biased. Super biased. Yeah. Sorry, what did I say? Oh, unbiased. unbiased. No. I, so, I don't like super, correcting super, people, no. but that was an important one. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And so that's the thing though. Like over time, even though they know that it you know, is, is slanted- towards extremist stories, over time it starts to skew your perception of reality. The more break-ins and home robberies or whatever, like it makes my parents worried to go out. And I think it's totally. a, a lot of their generation are like more and more scared and conservative because of that, you know? And it makes yeah. you, and ultimately like it makes people, you know, like not my parents, but I bet like, you know, other people in other communities like more like, you know, scared of things that are different from them. And that could manifest itself being more racist, more scared of police more scared of like you know whatever the other the marginalized other and it's not good for our communities yeah so f the news well i think that's also a problem with just sitting in cars all the time like so many like it's different like we live in a city we all walk around and stuff but for a majority of people their whole life is just a home in a car to an office and then back right so these are all driving a box to a box right and they're all these safe little boxes that they're used to so if you don't interact with the outside world too much you know what i mean like these things are frightening like, I walk all the time, so I'm used to having crazy people scream at me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just part of, like, I was telling you, on Saturday, I was walking downtown, and I see this guy across the street, right? Now, he has, you, you know that look. He's going to start screaming or something. Oh, he, yeah. But I cross the street. He's about as far away as Matt is. So what's that, four feet behind me? Right? And you're going to have to bleep this out. And then I just hear him go, oh, yeah? Maybe you should suck a big black <laughs> <laughs> Right? And then he's going off. I don't know why everybody's in my business. <laughs> like why is everybody and like and I'm just in my head I'm just like I'm not turning around. Yeah. Like I'm gonna wait to this. not engage. I'm not gonna engage, right? Because part of me wanted to be like, nobody's asking you, you're screaming about it. And nobody's in your business. Like, but I was just like, Yeah, this is just, just part of living door. in a city, right? Like you deal with some psychos. Dude, so, but if you just live that box life. Yeah, it's true. There was a dude wiling out in Target the other day too. Same thing. Yeah. Giant ass dude just like trying to buy a toothbrush. Like, I don't know why they won't let me buy this toothbrush because some of the checkout things were closed or whatever. I mean, same thing. It's like, not dealing with this. <laughs> City life, man. Not box life. Oh. It's alley cat stuff. All right, it's about that time. Boop, doop, doop, boop, boop. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. Holiday music. Yes. It's back. Yes. It's big. It's fun. It's enjoyable. This question, holiday music is what made me think of it, but this question doesn't have to be related to holiday music. It's just that, like, okay, so the holidays, right? People enjoy it because it's just like it's a mood. You know, it's a general sense of well-being and, like, sort of like the, I don't know, the holiday spirit, if you will. And so I was just thinking about, like, things that influence your state, whether it's light, sound, whatever. And um, one thing I was thinking about was like how some songs can be so powerful when you feel what the person was feeling when they wrote the song. And so um, the cop topic this week, what song or piece of music gives you the chills every time you hear it? They can be good chills. They can be scared chills. They can be, wow, that hits so close to home. They can be, this song is awesome. And I can't believe this bass drop, like whatever. Just what, what piece of music gives you? There's the a lot of examples for me, but the one right now that is current because we're playing it a bunch is that Bad Flower song, Ghost. Ted, I don't know if you've heard it. Like Ghost the band? No, the oh. song is called Ghost. Which, All right. So at first I was like, ah, 
I, I see ghosts. I'm, I'm like, people text about playing ghosts. I'm like, yeah. And then it's like, oh, they want the song ghost, not the band ghost, which like we're playing two ghost band songs. So I, I'm fine. But um, <laughs> there is this song called Ghost by a band named Bad Flower. And it's, I mean, it's about suicide, but it's like really just powerful lyrics and like instrumentation that's just like, whoa. But it's, I mean, it's just a really good song that just, yeah, it gives me the chills. It's hard. I think chills on the other side for me, and this will sound a little silly, but it's college football music specifically from CBS. <laughs> and it just like. Sounds about right. Yeah. Like when I hear it, like it just. It just reminds me of like, all right, it's a Saturday. Like, it's on. Right? Like we're watching college. Even as a kid, like I liked watching college football. It just, it always puts me in a good mood. Like, all right. Yeah. Fire but, up the grill. Like it's on. The yeah. gridiron's about to go down. Right? And like, I remember, you know, you know, especially in my house, like on Sundays could be kind of hot or cold depending on how the Redskins did back in the day. Mostly cold. <laughs> well, no, back in the day it was, oh, that's right. they were it was very emotional, but- like, I don't know, like, watching an SEC game was always just fun. That's CBS. Like, we, we had no dog in the fight. So I, I still love To this day, it's one of my favorite songs. Like, I love hearing it. Yeah, yeah it's cool how we get conditioned with stuff like that. Because I same thing, Monday Night Football, when I hear that music, I'm, like, pumped up. And I rarely even watch the NFL. And I'm like, yeah, like, let's let's go. Yeah, well, that's what we were talking about earlier, just bringing stuff together, right? Like, that's what mm-hmm. I, like, again, I've rediscovered this year with, like, the NFL, right? Like, just whether tailgating or going to the games, like, like there's all walks of different lives, you know, Republicans, Democrats, white, black, fat, skinny, like whatever. And everybody loves this sport and everybody's there to go crazy for three and a half hours. And they're eating hot dogs in a parking lot. Yeah. I mean, right? you can't do, you can't beat any, any better than that. Yeah, dude. It's awesome. I'm with you. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to another game this year on the 30th. Nice. Yeah. December. Oh, yeah. Is that playoffs? No, it's the last regular season Sunday. Oh, OK, nice. So for me, for me, it'd probably be a. Uh, there's a couple different covers that are really good, but Radiohead's Creep, pretty powerful. It's an intense song. I like the Stalyakna cover, um, but there's a lot of good ones. There's another one that like a homeless guy did that's really good, but great song. Very powerful. Yeah. Uh, all right, there you go. There's episode 241. Don't forget, we hope to see a lot of you Saturday uh, down at the Forum in Tacoma, 4 to 8 p.m., uh, you know, stay diligent this week and let's have some fun on Saturday. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. You know what it is. <laughs> All right, FMCTP for Cobb. I'm the Ted Smith's the podcast. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>